0: Okie dokie, here we go, Tuesday afternoon, I hope you're having a great start to your afternoon, I'll tell you what, I know we're still in the work from home environment, and but it's warm, it's getting warm, it was warm in Melbourne yesterday for Davey, it's warm at Cordor today, g'day afternooners, thanks for tuning in, however you were listening, SEN, and getting warmer, SEN welcomes you to our very broad house of worship We say good day to the people across the SEN network. That's SEN Q693 AM up there in Brizzy, SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Download that SEN app anywhere at any time. And we're doing it all thanks to SBS Fence. Remember, portable toilet and temporary fence hire in Sydney. Go and see Alex and the team at sbsfence.com.au with the best caller, the best text message today 1300 01 1170 0457 736. 736 we've got the hundred dollars cash all thanks to tristan and the team up there at top sport so get involved with the program we'll give you a good excuse coming up very shortly as well massive show coming up so we've got channel 7 sports reporter jaleesa apps golf australia ceo james sutherland and football expert and broadcaster daniel garb so lots happening today of course We'll also have our score updates with Coach K. We'll get afternoons amplified. We're going to have a chat with the CEO of Bricklet. That's Aaron Younger. That's an exciting new opportunity with co-ownership opportunity. So we'll tell you about that. You'll have your chance to have your say at the 2 o'clock flock, that number one one 1170 From all reports, the Who Am I is there. Is the Who Am I still there? Yes, we're getting a nod from Coach K, the Who Am I is there. I think it's the Donkey Milk today. You've still got to give me those names for the Donkey Milk winners. Uh, You can't tell me they don't want it. No doubt they're badgering you for it because they are so keen to try it. You can check it out early. Make sure you get in before Christmas. Oliveolio.store on that one and then of course we'll dive into the text line and we'll do that all thanks to SBS Fence. There is a lot going on again. We can't wait till this international summer of cricket starts or indeed the BBL but We've had a lot of shenanigans going on in the meantime. So Mitch Johnson has hit back at the people who hit back at him hitting out. We've had a lot of that over the course of the last couple of days. He said he was disgusted at Selection Chairman George Bailey, questioning his mental health, branding it childish and condescending. He did it on the Mitchell Johnson Cricket Show and the host is our very own, Bharat Sundarayson. so let's have a listen to Mitch Johnson's response yesterday. It's basically having a dig at someone's mental health like and and saying that I must have um, something going on, a mental health issue that has made me say what I've said, and that's not the truth. that's completely the opposite. I've actually um clear minded uh, and like i said it's it's based on on my interactions that I've had with him. In recent times um, was why i said what i said but it sort of tries to downplay the questions that i've asked in that article i'm fine i'm not angry i'm not jealous i'm just writing a piece that for me i felt like i needed to write the only thing he said was yeah the sandpaper thing at bunnings probably shouldn't have said that that got a little personal but what also came to light was this that it was in many ways, a response to a text message that he had received from David Warner earlier this year, that it was also a response to a text message that he had received earlier this year from George Bailey. So these guys all played together. There was that great photo yesterday that was doing the rounds of the three of them, arm in arm, as they walked across the boundary rope, representing their country. And there was all sorts of speculation about what's going to happen with the 2015 Cricket World Cup final reunion, the 10-year reunion. Like, who's... Going No one's going to talk to each other. So I just wonder about that WhatsApp group. I wonder who's allowed in and who's being kept out. And there's all sorts of speculation around that. We're trying to get some clarification on that WhatsApp group, but we said it yesterday. We'll say it again. Just because you're playing a team together doesn't mean you have to get on. There is all sorts of people that don't get on throughout the course of professional sport. Usman Khawaja though, he came out in support of his mate, Davey Warner. They opened the batting together for Australia. He he said he only saw it in parts. The article from Mitchell Johnson, but here's Usman backing up Davey Warner. For him to imply that Dave Warner or anyone else involved in sandpaper is not a not a hero, I, I strongly disagree because I believe they paid their dues. A year year out of cricket, Mitchell Johnson's never done. It's a long time. It's it's a long time. And I was there. I saw the toll. It took Steve Smith and Davey Warner. Davey Warner, Smith, Steve Smith are heroes in my mind. So there you go. Usman makes a really good point. You know, I've talked often about the fact that it was a massive overreaction from Cricket Australia. We've got James Sutherland coming on. He is the former CEO of Cricket Australia. He's now the current CEO of Golf Australia. We might ask him about that. Um, talk about Davey Warner. I know there's lots to talk about in regards to golf, but um, they were banned for a year. At the time, it was incredibly excessive. You know what the ICC handed down initially? A one-game ban. A one-match ban. So, Faf C was banned for the second time coming out of the Test match. Remember, South Africa against Australia. That was in the 2017-18 summer. He was banned for second time, rubbing the ball on his zipper, on his pants. One match. And yet, Cricket Australia went and banned David Warner and Cam Bancroft and Stephen Smith for 12 months. So, there you go. It's... <laughs> If he scores runs, there's no problem, is there, with David Warner? If he scores the runs, then there's absolutely no problem. Yes, you deserve your SCG send-off. Here's James Erskine, a friend of the program. We've had him on a couple of times talking about David Warner, talking about Sir Michael Parkinson as well. Here's James Erskine talking about why David Warner is giving it away. Well, it's not a swan song. He's just saying, I'm going to put a date when I'm going to retire. Yep. I mean, it's a bit like you know the bank telling you at 65 you've got to retire or something. And the real reason, to be honest, is is the, the, the amount of time he spends away from his family. He's been away, you know, six out of the last seven months from his family. And he still wants to carry on playing 2020 and one day cricket. In fact, he said to me the other day that he'd like to play in the 2027, you know, World Cup. Well, you know, what is he? Th- that he'll be 41 then. So he's doing a Bradman. Oh, James Erskine, you're the best. Just link your client to the greatest cricketer in the history of this country, indeed, ever, um, and a revered figure. So just link your client there in any way, shape or form that you could. So uh, David Warner playing until he is 41. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Remember when we said last week about um, uh, Manus Labuschagne being asked to open the batting for Australia and had anyone consulted Marnus on that? Well, apparently Usman did. This is what he thinks was the response from Manus. Have you asked Manus this? <laughs> I, think he'll give you, I think he'll give you a really clear, hell no. Ah, hell no. Sorry, I bet three. Yep, anything for the team. Anything for the team, except if it puts my position in peril. Then pretty much more for me. Um, There we go. So, um, but would he do as well as an opener as he does at three? I am not sure. This is Osman. I would not want to take that risk. Cam Green thinks he should take that risk, just out of interest, just to let you know, just to get some insight from the Australian Cricket 11. So there you go. Speaking of cricket, what about this? This has come over the desk and it's uh, always of interest to us. Amazon Prime have picked up the exclusive broadcast rights for all ICC tournaments leading out to the 2027 World Cup to be held in Southern Africa. So that includes the 2024 men's, T20 World Cup, the 2025 Women's World Cup, the 2025 World Test Championship Final, and the 2027 World Cup. So it's the highest profile exclusive package purchased by a streaming service for live sport in Australia. And of course, they can't do any of the Games World Cup matches that are played inside Australia because of the anti-siphoning, but they can do it for those outside of Australia. These guys are behemoths. Remember, we talked about Good Friday uh, or Black Friday, sorry, Black Friday games over there in the NFL. They paid a hundred million. And guess what? You saw something in an ad during the broadcast. You could add it to your cart straight away. Imagine Steve Smith gets a hundred and there's the Slazenger bat that he is using. Pops up on your telly and says, Buy now at a discount. Use this code. And away you go. That is the future. And if you want to talk about, well, maybe news limited and maybe seven west media can bounce back really take a chunk out of amazon i had a little bit of a look around we love the business of sport on this program what about the market capitalization of seven west media and news corp on the nasdaq compared to amazon do you want to do you want to have a go there Ooh, Seven west media 391 million as per now uh Market capitalization of Amazon, $1.5 So if you want to talk about the size of the company, Amazon is 4,000 times bigger than 7West Media. And if you want to throw News Corp in there as well, who are the owners of Fox Sports, they're currently listed on the NASDAQ at $12.4 $12.4 So Amazon's only 100 times bigger than them. So there you go. Can you imagine it? We talked about it. NFL Black Friday sales. What about the Boxing Day sales here in Australia? Wouldn't that get the shopping carts flying? Uh, I thought that was an interesting development. Keep me posted on that one. Let's get to some rugby league. Jerome, Loui. Ah, Penrith have got something else up their sleeve. They're going to say, not a two-year deal. We'll make it a three-year deal. What's to stop them making it a four-year deal? They might be able to offer some more money. There was speculation that Jerome was going to make this decision before he came back to training. I don't think that's going to happen. So be silly if he did. So he's in constant dialogue with the Penrith Panthers. Uh, We spoke to Matt Cameron, the rugby league CEO a couple of weeks ago on this program. He said, they're happy to give Luai however long he needs to make his decision. So, We'll wait on that one. Uh, who would you be prepared to give up, West Tigers and Bulldogs and Dragons, to get Adam Fanua Blake to your club? There's talk of Isaiah Papalihi at the Tigers, Jaden Sewer at the Dragons, Viliami Kikau. Now, this might not happen, of course. They, they've been given now 12 months to get this sorted. So it might be just a, a saving of the money. There might not have to be a player swap associated with that. But are you prepared? What Like Bulldogs fans. You haven't had the best of Viliami yet, but are you prepared to give him up to get Adon Fenua Blake? I'd love to get your thoughts on that one. And just before we go to the break, we've got Jaleesa Apps coming up. Uh, the Wallabies are going to mark the 40th anniversary of their iconic 1984 Grand Slam tour. I can still remember this tour. That's feeling a bit old. Anyway, uh, first time they're going to tour there on a spring tour since 2016. They're going to take on all the big names. So you've got a test against England, November 9 at Twickenham. Test against Wales, November 16. Scotland at Murrayfield, November 23. And Ireland at Aviva Stadium. That'll be November 30th. So I had a quick look at this. The Reds play the Waratahs, the very first game of Super rugby for either side on the 24th of February this year. And they're going to be playing test matches on November 30th. That is a long, long season. They'll probably have a couple of trial games in the lead-up. So they're playing footy at the start of February. They'll be playing at the end of November. That is no chance to have a pre-season leading into 2025 when you've got the British and Irish Lions touring. However, it does bring back great memories of the 1984 Grand Slam Tour, coached by Alan Jones, and remember... When Mark Eller touches the ball, Australia does well. When Mark Eller touches the ball twice, uh, Australia score. And when Mark Eller touches the ball three times, Mark Eller scores. That's what we saw on that Grand Slam tour. On the back of that, Coach K and I have put our heads together and we've come up with this. What tour do you wish you were on in the history of Australian touring side? It might be a tour that came to Australia. It, It might be a tour... To the subcontinent, it might be an Ashes tour. You tell me which tour do you wish you were on? They tell me the 1991 Australian Cricket Tour of the West Indies was something special, not as special as '95, where they finally beat the West Indies in the West Indies. They lost that test series in 1991 2 1 to the might of the West Indies. But from all reports, an outstanding tour, whichever way you look at it. So that's my nomination, the 1991 Australian Cricket Tour of the West Indies. You give me your, It might be a kangaroo tour, undefeated in 82, undefeated in 86, you let me know. 1-300-01-1170, the text sign 0457-736-736. All right, let's get ourselves to the break. After the break, we're back. We're talking more sport. We'll talk cricket. We'll talk rugby league. And we'll talk at which of apps. Stick around.